The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked and you have reached strike point. Webmaster Radio stretches its microphones across the Atlantic to bring you Strike Point. Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm presents Strike Point. <laughs> Welcome back to Strike Point. Uh, we are live again. It's just announced before the commercials. And with me today, I have Jason Duke. How are you, Jason? I'm very good, Mikkel. Really good to be back here on Strike Point with you. How have you been? I'm good as well. Um, I've been quite busy, actually. Uh, it's my birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, so, Mikkel! Thank you! <laughs> You're and, uh, Mikko, let me get this right. You're 23 or 24. Which is it? Yeah, 20. Yeah, just about that. <laughs> <laughs> I do look a bit older, but that's what the industry does to you. Right. Happy <laughs> birthday! It's that, just the music industry, and uh, it, it does add the years to us, I, I'm for sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just that. It's just that, yeah. Um, anyway, um, I've been kind of busy with with not doing SEO at all for the past uh, couple of weeks. I actually, I live in the countryside, so for the past two weeks, uh, my neighbor ha- has been away. So I've been, I've been, uh, I've been taking care of his uh, sheep and and chickens and, and animals and feeding them. And, and, and so I've been a farmer. <laughs> so <laughs> Mikkel, is, uh, let, let me ask you, is there much money in chicken shits? Um, is there a niche online that we should be looking to enter that's specialist to that farming cultural and rural area yeah I, I don't know how much money there is in it but but it's kind of it's kind of relaxing uh, i must say that um and and nice nice uh, nice um being away but, from the computer a little bit except for the first week uh, it was so bloody cold it was like minus 10, 15 degrees here in Denmark and, and going outside uh, f- feeding the, the, the animals and, and trying to keep the, the, the water fluid out there and it was, it was, it was uh, quite a challenge but um, I like being a farmer uh, but I think I like the money of the SEO business more so maybe I can somehow combine SEO and sheeping, I don't know um, well, Maybe, have, maybe have that's that what we've got to aim for Maybe that's what we've got to aim for, Mikkel yeah, we'll, find yeah, a way, yeah. we'll find a way to get a sheep and turning it into a moneymaker. I've only seen that done with sex movies before, and I don't want to move into the frozen chicken industry, which is the only other option you can do at minus 10 degrees when you're feeding those little things. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we are still in the business, and uh, I don't think we can turn this show into a farming show, or maybe we could, I don't know. I don't know what the sponsors are going to say to that. Anyway, we do actually have a few things that we want to talk about today. Uh, not the least the new Google Terms of Service, as you probably all seen by the millions of emails all of you probably got. Because 
you get an email for every account you have with Google. And, and I have a lot of different accounts, a lot of emails registered with Google. So I, I got spammed from <laughs> all the updates. You, so all you guys out there, you probably got all those emails as well. Hopefully none of you actually went through and read the whole terms of business now. But um, we are going to talk a little bit about the more general aspects of uh, those new terms. Uh, I also want to touch a little bit on um, some more political stuff with the ACTA law going in or going out. I'm not sure. Some countries don't want it. Some countries do. But others do. Yeah, uh, apparently a lot of countries have already signed it, but there's some countries that have not signed it. But let's talk a little bit uh, about that. I also want to talk and touch a little bit on an interesting aspect that came up on one of your key expertises, Jason, uh, behavioral targeting. There was okay. uh, another very good... Um, a very good TED talk um, that I saw not so long ago. In case some of you out there don't know TED.com, TED.com, you should go there. There are thousands of videos with the presentations of some of the most intelligent and brilliant and interesting and funny people in the world that present ideas. And, and some of it is tech ideas. Some of it is just, you know, science or, or, or anything, basically, just great ideas and all of those presentations are great also because they're quite short they're usually just like 10-15 minutes uh, no longer than that so if you don't know that go there uh, there was a there was a very interesting uh, presentation that relates somehow to um, the increasing amount of targeting on the web it was kind of an angle that that i haven't thought about before so i, wa I want to talk about that a little bit and um, well i don't know how much time we're going to have uh, today I think that will keep us busy, Mikkel. There's a lot there for us to talk to. I think we'll be good. Yeah. So uh, maybe we should, um, just uh, before we start the real show, we should uh, welcome our sponsors, the uh, one that are keeping the show alive. And we promise you that we will try our very best to be a little more on schedule for the rest of the year. We're sorry that we have been away. There's been a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on. And <laughs> now we... Taken up in my life and my apologies, but it's my fault. Yeah. That haven't been. So yeah. everyone who's listening, please accept my apologies. We will be going <laughs> forward. We will be regular, and we will be at this time, and we'll be better prepared as well. So is that a fair, <laughs> fair, fair Michael? Yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's it. So uh, please welcome our that's sponsors, great. and uh, we will be right back with the show in a couple of minutes. Actually, I think it's my fault. <laughs> Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. As you know, being an expert at f***. <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. 
think you could use some help with f Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Testing at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome to Strike Point, and we are live today, and it's February the 20th, and I know that because it is my birthday, so I can remember that for once. I usually mess up with all the dating. <laughs> Happy birthday, so, so we, um, we promised you um, to talk uh, about a bunch of things. Half of it I probably forgot already, um, but let's talk a little bit about that actor law. Uh, in case you don't know about this, this is the copyright industry, some call it the copyright mafia, that has been trying for years to uh, crack down on, on copyright infringement. And and I mean, I'm, I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I think, of course, law should be, be, um, be you know, we should follow the laws. Um, but I also think that um, if someone makes, if someone breaks the law, it should be proven, and they should be prosecuted and convicted. Um, and and what what the copyright uh, industry is trying to do is with these new laws, in, in my opinion, is trying to circumvent that whole system, that whole justice system. And that's what I don't like about it. We we have have actor going on in in Europe. There's been been Pippa and uh, what was the other called in the U.S. Uh, that was just that was just voted out. Um, Sober um, and Pippa and actor right. all these crazy uh, names. Actors, actors a big one at the moment, Mikkel, because the the principles behind it. And you know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate, Mikkel. I'll let you put the argument as to why it's a bad thing. And you're going to win on that position, by the way. But let me take <laughs> from the other position. Because you say that it's about the copyright industry. There's no such thing as a copyright industry. There's people that own content. And people who own that content, have created that content, have rights in that content. And surely using that content without the permission, whether there's money exchanging hands or not, is wrong, Mikkel. If someone doesn't do something wrong then there won't be a problem. Why am I, isn't that right? Yes, definitely. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the copyright uh, business. And, and, but you're not totally right because a, a very large portion of the money going through the collection of, of copyright is not people. It's publishers. 
it's companies. Um, the, the large company. but, but I mean then of course that doesn't change anything it's still basically the same but when you say it's it's not businesses or companies it's, it's individuals that's not entirely true the the biggest chunk of money actually goes to companies publishers publishing companies that own the the intellectual rights to different copyrighted material it is not a journalist that owns his article it's a newspaper it is not even a musician that owns or at least have the the, the most uh, of the value from from a song he writes it's a publisher that does it and same thing with the book Hold and on. so on and so on so so Hold so on, it Mikkel, is Mikkel, Mikkel, so when i'm talking about the industry no but it's important yeah, because on, let me say something yeah no it's important i respond to you as well because yes that person whether it be a musician whether it be a journalist whether it be someone that writes for a book he 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 created that content but you know what he created that content he gave his word in a contract and said that he would. And the rights of that contract gave, gave the owner, he was writing it for someone else. And he gave, gave those rights away. He sold hey. those rights, in fact. So what's wrong with selling your rights? And what's wrong with that corporation that's got people behind it? Because there are people behind it. What's wrong with hey. that corporation getting fair reward for it, Mikkel? There's nothing wrong in that, but what is wrong is that um, for a long time the copyright uh, holders, let's just call it that if you don't like the industry term, but let's just call it <laughs> copyright holders. For, for a long time, I mean, there's no doubt that there are copyright violations. There's been copyright violations before the internet and maybe it increased with the internet. Um, so yeah, there are copyright violations, but when, when a law is violated, the normal procedure is to find out who violated it and then collect evidence, then put that evidence forth in in a courtroom, and then convict the the, 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 the criminal. That that is that is how our legal system works. But what the copyright holders found out is that it's so difficult to do that with copyright uh, infringements because there's so many. It can be difficult to find out who it is. It can be difficult to prove who actually downloaded something because. You may only have an IP number, but an IP number, as we all know, is not a person. So how do you prove that that this particular person actually did this uh, this uh, this copyright violation? Because you cannot you cannot convict a computer. You can convict a person for doing uh, uh, something criminal. So so what the copyright holders found out is that it it's very very difficult to to collect this uh, uh, this evidence and convict people. So what they they apparently, as, as far as I see, are moving forward with now is trying to change the laws and that's what they're trying with ACTA and, and, and with SOPA and PIPA and all that so that they don't have to prove it so instead of going after the individual criminal they can go after the, 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 the providers so instead of going after you when you take my picture and put it on Facebook they can go after Facebook and basically, oh, with, with with ACTA uh, or, or the other uh, laws that have been 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 discussed, they can they can more or less close down all the the the, the websites that uh, that they just suspect is violating copyright but, but laws. Nicole, and, and, and 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 what if yeah. it was? What what if the copyright holder, or if it's a personal organisation, doesn't matter as we said, is based yeah. in America? But the file that you download, the person that downloads it and the site downloads it from is in, I don't know, China, right? And yeah. it's legal in China. Let's presume it's legal in China. We know it isn't, but let's presume that it is. What right has one of the countries there got to take a website down that's not broken any Chinese laws? Yeah. But that, that is one that? of them. But that, but that is that? one of... 
but that is one of the big challenges in but that that doesn't really just apply to to copyright issues that's applied to uh, any kind of legal issues the the, the problem is that that uh, we've broken down the the barriers the physical barriers of 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 a global world because i mean we used to to have to travel physically to a different place to i mean before i mean if if you wanted to do something in china you have to go to China. If you had to do something in the US, you had to go to the US. Today, we broke down those barriers. So you don't have to go to the US to actually commit an act in US or be in Denmark to commit an act in Denmark. But then, of course, the big question, as you say, is what laws applies? But that doesn't just apply to, uh, that's not just a problem with copyright laws. It's also a problem with consumer protection laws, with marketing laws, with data protection laws. I mean, right now we, 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 we're discussing it big time in Denmark. Um, the Danish uh, data protection agency have actually been writing to Facebook official letters from the Danish agency saying to Facebook, hey guys, you are not uh, in compliance with the Danish um, data protection laws. Uh, what are you going to do about that? And then the reply from Facebook is, well, even though we do acknowledge the Danish uh, the data protection laws and, and we do want to uh, abide by them if, if we can, we don't think that we have to because we're an American company and our website is operated in America. We don't have an office or, or anything in, in, in Denmark. So, hey, guys, you know, Take, take it or leave it. And, and, and I'm like, you know, on one side, you could argue that, hey, you have your website in Danish. You are marketing your website to Danish consumers. You have to abide by, by Danish data protection laws and consumer protection laws. On the other side, if we want to apply that logic to the web, then if your website is accessible and can be read by people in Saudi Arabia, then you should apply to Saudi Arabian laws. Do you want that? No, of it's course a, you don't want that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to apply to Saudi Arabian or or whatever you know crazy country uh, laws. I want I want the Danish laws to apply to my business that I run in Denmark. Even if I put up a website in English that you can read or they can read in the US, I I don't want American laws or, or UK laws to apply to my business that I run in Denmark. Uh, even if you decide to come to my Danish website and do business with me. Uh, but it doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter what you want because you're just one person. What matters is what is right for the majority of the people in the majority of countries. But what is happening is the minority of people are saying that we have the marketing bucks and we have the lobbying bucks and we're going to lobby hard and fast, and they have. Now, I suppose we're in a position where you can either choose as a webmaster to play the game or not, as the case may be. Now, in the position is that, that, look, copyright is a thing and it exists, and it's probably right. Because if you create content, you do own that, or you sell your rights to it. But as to other people taking those rights away from you and to bring down third-party sites, um, there have been abuses, we know that, but you need to find the middle ground and you need to find the balance. I don't know what the balance is, but we are in a multicultural and international uh, uh, business. But here's another question for you. You're a Danish business... You're based in Denmark, in Copenhagen, or around Copenhagen. Yeah. And, you're, you, you, uh, and if you were to put a post on your site, would you, if you do it in Danish, it's really targeted. It's meant for the Danish audience. But say you put it in French. That's not meant for the major Danish audience. Why shouldn't French laws now apply? If you put it in English, does then suddenly the UK get jurisdiction because it's... But, why, why, wait, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. If I have a shop... 
a physical shop in Denmark and I decide to make all the signs in my shop in French and I only have French-speaking employees, should French laws then apply to? Oh, no, here's a difference. Your shop why, is physically why, why located... Why is a difference? Or explain, or explain. Your shop is physically <laughs> located in Copenhagen and the people that are on the land of Denmark can walk into your shop from Denmark into Denmark. The internet isn't a physical place. And so it's no, and all those different differences that apply. But that's the whole problem. But because it's a problem that needs to come with an answer for. It comes down to, historically, the old law or rules used to be international. It was generally accepted. The place of the transaction is where the transaction occurs on the server of the website. So if you're, even though you're based in Denmark, your server may be in the US. So if it was in the US, it was US law. Now, if you had it in Denmark, your server, then it would be Danish. The argument against that, and that's changed within the EU, is that the transaction takes place at the but point... But that's not how it is. That's not how it is. Today. That's not how it is today. That's not no, how it is, it is today. It is. And I'll explain. I'll give you examples as well. I'll give you examples as to why that's the case. Within Europe, and that includes Denmark, even though you're way up north, it still includes you, um, that most of the countries within Europe, it's now been decried that, that they can, under the Treaty of Versailles, which is the freedom for goods and services and movement between all the European countries, it's been said that if it's for their public goods that they can bring in their own country-level rules. The reason I know this is it's been massive, massive changes in the gambling industry and exactly that rate, uh, rights. And within Denmark, they've recently legislated to, to keep their Danish monopoly and to give out licenses, but they'll, they'll enforce it in their own manner. Um, so that's now the same argument being used now that I'm putting forward for copyright law, because it's for the good of that nation. Now, whether it be right or not, I actually think it's wrong. On a personal level, yeah. forget my plan devil's advocate, I think that what should occur is that Europe, as an example, the USA is just as equal. It's you know, Europe is multiple countries, the US is multiple states, in effect the same thing. Just that America has uh, one language in Europe, well there's only one language everybody uses, and that's English, but there's, there's multiple languages within Europe. Um, that's the thing that sort of holds us back a bit, but in reality, and that's also a, little, a bit of a different. That's also a bit of a difference in the fact that we don't have federal laws across Europe. We we have only state laws. There's, there's not a there's. A, we, oh, we don't have the same. It's not quite true because we have federal law at the European level that has to be brought through into a state level, and it has to have the same aspects within it. But it's brought. Yeah, but, but if, 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 if 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 a particular state, let's say Denmark, don't don't um, don't apply those laws. Then, then they're not really effective in, in, in Denmark before they actually do it. And then, of course, the EU Commission could, could enforce it. Uh, so, so we have to, but, but it, it's, it's still a, a bit of a different, it's not a two-tire system in the same oh, way I, that... I agree, I agree with you. But let me, it, ask, it, let me it, say this. Let me say this. Look, ultimately, on, this, on these laws, I think we agree. It's being carried through, through to lobbying pound notes or dollars or euros, and it's probably wrong morally. But it's happening. You can fight against it. Or, or you can work with it. But you need to be aware of it if you run a website, run a web business, or do anything online. If you download stuff, and specifically if you run a website, even for a search engine, arguably nowadays, because that conduit aspect's gone, uh, it's like DMCA on steroids times a thousand, um, is that if, if you have anything illegal on there, anything that breaches copyright, you better get rid of it quickly, and you better get rid of it now. Because if we, as we've seen happen with the Mega Upload case, uh, uh, um, 
the guy from. But, but, the, uh, but, the, but the thing is, and that, I mean, that's why that's why why also uh, Wikipedia and Google and Facebook and all these sites have been arguing so heavily against uh, Soba and people in in, in the U.S. and and arguing against actor is because it's 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 virtually impossible to enforce that. I mean, it's if you want to have an open community type of of web that I think most of us enjoy very, very much. Uh, and if you want to share ideas, then it's impossible to enforce the type of, of uh, laws that, that certain yeah, parts of the, the copyright on, industry wants. That's rubbish. It's not impossible. It just hasn't been done so far. That doesn't mean that people will ignore it and it will go away. There, we've already agreed that there is a real problem. People shouldn't steal stuff. But we also know that they do. Um, the difference being is that I, what I think should happen is if I steal something in a real world, if I, if I went and stole a loaf of bread because my children are starving and I'd rather personally take that risk of going to prison for a loaf of bread than my children starving, I'd rather feed them a bread. But what online, you don't have the equivalent. And if I were to go to court offline for that bread, is the court would look at the circumstances and say, well, no, okay, he's guilty, he shouldn't have done it. Um, but we're not going to send you to prison because you know what? You're feeding your children. You weren't stealing a Rolls Royce. But there is no but, but, but isn't there's you a, could do there's the a tiniest thing. There's a me, difference. No, there's a big difference because I don't like the comparison with stealing because a copyright infringement is nothing to do with stealing. Let let me let me explain this. If 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 uh, if you have two cars and I go and take one of your cars, you don't have that car. Then you don't have then you only have one car. But let's say you have a digital um, copy of a, a piece of music that you've written. If I make a copy of that digital piece of music, you still have your copy. I'm not That's actually taking away. No, but that, that, Mikkel, I, mean, a I agree with you. There's a very important, and and I think that that to a certain, and and we now we talk about in the internationalization, which is a problem. But I also think there's some essential problems in the way that people understand copyright infringements and to what degree it should be, be, be enforced. Because I do also think that even though I come from a, a, a intellectual property type of business, I write books yes. and I used to be in the music industry for, 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 for almost two decades. So I, 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 I've been living off um, intellectual properties. So, so I'm not against intellectual property, but I do think that, that besides the international issues, we also need to um, adjust the copyright laws because in certain in, in certain uh, um, situations they just seem ridiculously strict. Like there was a good example of in in another TED presentation um, uh, about the issue from a shop. But this is this is a good example from from a from a, a cake uh, a birthday cake uh, shop in the U.S. where they had this um, this uh, machine where you could print out. Um, uh, 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 drawings and put on a cake. So they Mikhail, have this Mikhail, you know, for it. Mikhail, I'm, I've got to butt in. We have breaking news happening. And yeah, I know. Related. But let me just explain the story. Go on, this go is on, a good, go on, example, good example of, of, of how stupid the copyright laws can sometimes be. Now, this shop had this machine where you could get you could make a drawing and they could print it out on a cake, on a birthday cake. And, and apparently... Uh, kids loved this idea of making this drawing, and and they could print it on a cake. And 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 apparently, uh, what most kids like to draw are cartoon characters. So they like to Mikhail, draw. This draw has happened Donald, to me. Donald this has Dark. happened to me in real life. And, this has happened and, to me in real so life. So what happened? 
So what happened uh, is that Disney come around to the cake shop and say, you cannot have the kids make a drawing of Donald Duck and put it on a cake because that's copyright infringement. And and truly it is according to the laws we have today. But I mean, how stupid is that, that, that my kid cannot make a drawing that he, he or she wants to do and even in case it's Donald Duck and put it on a bloody cake? I mean, you okay, know, Mikhail, those- Mikhail, we agree. We agree, we agree, we agree, we agree. Okay? We agree. But here's the thing. There is a problem. Something has to be done. What is the answer? Because identifying problems without answers, that's not much good. I don't know what the answer is. But there has to be one. So you can't ignore the problem either. I, I, I think that, that there's, a lot of, there's a lot of answers to this. Um, wh- one of them is to move forward with a much more flexible type of copyright uh, uh, laws. So instead of having the, the, the type of, of, of copyright laws that, that are mostly enforced uh, throughout the Western world, we should probably move forward with something more like a creative commons, where there's a lot more flexibility to the individual copyright holder. So he or she can decide how their work should be used because a lot of a lot of uh, creative artists don't mind in in certain ways to for their art to be reused uh, maybe with some commercial limitations or whatever but but i mean for instance uh, in the music industry it has been very, very common to get inspired. You know, you play small, small parts from from that are inspired from other music. I mean, look at look at a, 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 a genre like like blues. I mean, what is blues? It is this is total copyright infringement. You know, they all copy each other. And and how great is that? I mean, if if you really, really, really wanted to enforce uh, the tightest idea of copyright, there would only be one blues band. And how how stupid would that be? I mean, the, 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 sharing ideas is a part of the creative process that, that, that we do need to uh, accept to some degree. So we need to find a balance between, uh, uh, between that and between um, that the copyright holders, of course, also have to be able to make a, a, an earning of, uh, of, 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 of what they create. So I think that... I that, agree, that, but that, hold that, on, Mikko, I also agree. I also, I also think that there shouldn't be starving children in the world. I think that uh, uh, everyone should love everybody else and that I wish that all the cruelties would end. That ain't the real world. These things go on. We don't have the answers. In the big picture, cop- copyright is something that does exist. The right to use your work commercially the way that you are is the right thing. At the same time, I do agree with you that others should be able to learn from your work to be influenced, which is what the original aspects of patent law and copyright law were all about. Is look, you've invented something, you've created something, whether it be music, whether it be words, whether it be anything. As other people will learn from your knowledge and your experience, but but you get some protection, you're the only one that's allowed to use it for a period of time. What's happened is that back in the hundreds of years ago or dozens of years ago is that innovation was slow innovation so damn quick nowadays that things move on and there isn't the value for a long period of time that's why it's being protected so so hard and so fast very rarely do you find a musical piece uh, uh, that will be in a charts today that would still have value in 40 50 years time back in the day there would be many many music that, that would still be 50 years later providing value um, you know just look at the classics um, you don't find that now. You don't find that in other areas of creative content, which is why I believe they're protect, trying to fight 
to protect it so hard. They're trying to save what they've got rather than innovate in new areas. But that's where we are, Mikkel. And uh, um, as I say, I, I don't know the answers, but I do know and agree that what we have at the moment and what's going forward at the moment with regards to these regulations is not the right answer, in my opinion. I don't have a better answer. And I do understand that it can't be ignored by these organizations. But, uh, but, but one, one thing I'm pretty sure of is that removing the, 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 the very basics of our legal principles are definitely not the answer. So even, even if there isn't, which I, 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 I question that there is, I, I do think there are, there are better answers and, and, and I you know, could spend hours explaining them, but, but I think there are better answers. But even if there wasn't, the answer is still not to take away uh, the very basics of our, our legal system, being that you are innocent until proven guilty. I don't, I don't care about the argument. There's no argument to me that 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 legitimize removing that very basic principle that you cannot be convicted until you're proven guilty, and that is what certain parts of the copyright industry wants. They want to change that so that you can be convicted even if they don't have evidence that you did something wrong. And and there's no argument in the world that, that justifies that, in, in, in my opinion. And I think more and more people are actually coming around to understand that. Anyway, it's not to break off this great discussion, but we do need to take a little break as well so we can uh, present our sponsors. I can see now that the studio is shouting at us. So... Um, we will be back in a couple of seconds. I don't think we're going to talk more actor this uh, time. We will be talking about a whole lot of other things. There's some breaking news coming up as well. And uh, so if you stay with us for a couple of minutes, and please welcome our sponsors that are keeping this show alive. See you in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on webmasterradio.fm. <laughs> From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. In 500 yards, C-P-A way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. 
on the interstate of internet marketing. CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now, back to Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Welcome back to StrikePoint. Uh, we just spent half an hour or something talking about Acta, and we're going to move on now. There are some interesting um, in uh, breaking news, you could almost say. I think it was out a couple of days ago, but uh, maybe you want to explain a little bit about this, uh, Jason. I'll do it very quickly, because we do have time against us. Um, a couple of days ago, Apple came out and uh, showed that Google had been bypassing the the cookie rules that they'd set within the Safari web browser. It, to be fair to Google, it wasn't just Google. It was just that Apple chose to pick on Google. Um, within Apple, unlike most other browsers, um, they won't allow ad networks to set cookies. And so all the ad networks had worked ways around. And I'm not going to get into the details of what it was. You can Google for it or Yahoo or any other search engine of your choice to go and find the information. There's loads of it out there. Um, Google, they found a way and they were setting the cookies they could carry on tracking you around the web and Apple came out and said Google are doing horrible horrible things they're terrible people um, but that was a couple of days ago and lots of, lots of people are aware of that and Google has said we were just doing the same as everybody else we're sorry-ish but it's no different to anyone else now today just now Microsoft have come out and said hey we don't like Google either and Apple don't like them, but you know what they were doing on Apple's Safari web browser? We thought we'd have a look and see what they're doing on our web browser, Internet Explorer. Oh, Google, you naughty, naughty people. Google has been breaking their protections as well. Different style of protection, specifically its third-party privacy policies. But they were working around a specific protection called third-party privacy policies, and they were sending false data. They knew that if there's false data in a protection policy, they should allow the cookie to be set. So Google has now been caught over the last two days of saying, we know that we can't set a cookie in Safari. Let's find a way around that to track these people. We know we can't find a way uh, uh, of setting legitimately a cookie in Internet Explorer. So we'll send bad data and that will allow us to set it. Now, that was what Microsoft and Apple would say. Both of those organizations hate Google. Google would say, it's the same as what everybody else does. We won't do anything worse than anyone else. The interesting news that's just broken is that Microsoft have come out and to jump in on the bandwagon with Apple to say how bad Google are. The facts of the matter are, whether you think it's right, whether you think it's wrong, uh, um, I think it's probably wrong, actually. But I will say that I believe the reasons for these companies coming out, that's Microsoft and Apple, um, is because Google is their big enemy at the moment. 
Google has turned into IBM, and uh, and they're the new Microsoft, and everybody hates them. And you know what? Google isn't as bad as some of those old guys are out there. Anyway, Mick, Mika, what do you think? That you uh, uh, this is just breaking right now with the Microsoft story. Well, I, I you know, I, I, I basically believe in transparency, uh, and and I do, I do realize that in in in. In terms of breaking these tracking uh, regulations, Google are probably not worse than 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 a lot of the other networks, and, and a lot of the other networks are probably even worse than Google are. But but they do have a strong legal argument, especially now, um, as as you know, with 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 um, with the cookie laws in Europe, where we now have very strong laws. And actually, we had had those e, uh, laws in the EEC as we discussed earlier on. EEC can can pass these regulations, and then the each individual country have to put them into law. But actually, it's been for, for quite a long time a law in Europe that users have to know what uh, data you put on their devices. So if you basically if you set a cookie or any cookie-like thing on any device, users have to know, and they have to have the option to opt out of it. And if Google circumvented this. You know they have a very, very serious legal problem, as far as I, I can see, um, because as I, I understand it, that, that's simply not legal in Europe. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the world, but but in I'm Europe, I'm Mikko, I'm not going to get into the laws or the regulations because the truth is, I'm not a lawyer, um, and not, I'm not going to go there. What I am going to say though is, uh, um, if you have to ask yourself the question, does the person the person who's sitting behind the computer, whether they're using Safari or whether they're using Internet Explorer, what is it they want? Forget the rules for a moment and what the laws are. Do they want to be able to go around the website and not have to log in on Google Plus or Facebook or whatever? And it's just automatic because they logged in yesterday. And they get those like buttons. I'd say that a lot of these people, and again, I'm partly playing devil's advocate here, a lot of these people like clicking like and not having to log in each time because they like doing it, no pun intended. There's the, if you look at the law of economics, people do these things because they enjoy doing it. There is a demand there. So if, if actually the rules and regulations are there to protect the people, but the people actually enjoy doing it, why isn't the rules and regulations wrong? Just like prohibition in America in the 30s. People still enjoy drinking alcohol, but it doesn't mean that it was allowed to be done by, by the state. No, but uh, you know, it's it's again, it's it's not it's not everybody who who likes it. I mean, it, you you see every single day, the sometimes sometimes it's just funny, sometimes it's not so funny. The problem with computers automatically logging in because it's not always just one person that use one computer. So people go constantly on each other Facebooks uh, uh, and 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 post stuff in other people's names. I don't think those people think that's very funny or, or think that's very good. Uh, I think they would prefer to log in. <laughs> and that's not be arguably a design. That's arguably a design flaw in computers because we both know you can one have multiple accounts. Two. If you do have multiple people that use one computer, log out. And I actually think, and what I've seen is more and more people are getting more and more devices. Rather than one device shared by lots of people in a home, you're now getting multiple devices that each person would have. Um, no, but example, they actually I have, have a mobile phone and I have an iPad and I have my laptop, this and I have that. But they actually have multiple devices that are shared with multiple people. I mean, yeah. you, you have 
have a, an iPad and a, a stationary computer and a, and a mobile computer, but it's used across many people in the family, across all the devices. <laughs> I mean, if you have kids, it's impossible for you to keep your iPad to yourself. <laughs> you oh, know that. I, I, I agree with you there, Mikkel. <laughs> As you say, it's, it's impossible. Well, now, what you end up with is children fighting children over the iPad because they want yeah. to smash some ants or something. <laughs> Or, or but flick it, a bird it, or smash an it's actually, This, this uh, whole issue actually leading, uh, because now we're running out of time, but it, I just want to run that because it, it's actually leading into an, a, a, another interesting uh, issue that, that came up. If you go to TED.com, as we talked about before, and you search for a guy called Eli Pariser, E-L-I P-A-R-I-S-E-R, Eli Pariser, um, he, he did a very good presentation that he called Beware on... Beware online filter bubbles, where he he talks about um, behavioral targeting in general, which of course is is the consequence of of cooking uh, people. It's not just about logins, of course. It's it's also about being able to target uh, things. Um, and and he he brought up an interesting uh, aspect of on on this that that I hadn't really thought about in that way uh, before. He brings up the 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 his own personal experience from from using Facebook, and he's 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 a liberal guy, but he's also he also he's also friends with some conservative people because he also likes to to see basically what they think. You know, what do they say? What do they think to understand the world better? But of course, he he interacts more with his liberal friends. So over time, of course, Facebook understands that. So they understand that he's liberal and that he interacts more with his liberal friends. So one day when he logs into his Facebook account, or, or at some point he realizes that he no longer get the, the, the updates from his conservative friends because Facebook filtered it out because Facebook realized it's not of his main interest. The same thing, of course, as we all know, are going on in Google. If you if you if you do specific searches and you mostly click on certain types of links and not on other kinds of links, Google will eventually filter out the type of results that uh, that that they think you don't like. So, Mikhail, can I come leads, back with a contrary argument very, very quickly? What it leads back to is that we all think that the internet is this big, big, big world of information, that there's just so much information out there. But the thing is, it's actually very little bubbles that we all interact with. And he actually ended his whole presentation with, 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 the, with the idea of the web of one. So, I mean, we all get these little little chunk of the internet and we, and we actually don't get to see all the stuff that Facebook or Google and these other places don't think that we like, even though we may actually you know, want to see it some, sometimes. It's a very interesting aspect. You should go and see that uh, presentation, any of you out there, if you, if you have an interest in this. Um, I'm very quickly going to say, I've seen it and I like it. I like it a lot. I just want to say that I believe that it's showing the evolution of search and the evolution of, of, of how we find content online. I don't believe it's got to the final conclusion yet. The personalization of the behavioral aspects are far from being implemented correctly for exactly yeah. the reasons that Eli presents. But I do believe that uh, as it advances, it will evolve further and deliver us and deliver to us the style of great search that we used to have years ago. Do you remember when we had out Vista and it was amazing? And then suddenly it was full up with rubbish and this new search engine came about called Google. And when they first came, it was amazing, Michael. And that's what I think will happen by someone a point down the line with the behavioral area.
Ja, definitely. It's definitely not there. But again, I want to go back to to the transparency thing, because I do think that we need. This is something as an SEO I would love, of course. We we need to be able to disable the bubble. You know, it's fine with personalization. Most of the way personalization, I mean, you work a lot with behavioral targeting and you know how effective it is. People do convert better. And most cases when I do a search on Google, I'm happy not to see all the crap that I don't want to click on anyway. But sometimes I do want to see the crap. Sometimes I do want to see the entire world and not just my little bubble. And I want to have this small button on Google saying, release me, you know, show me the world, <laughs> you know. Uh, and the same thing on Facebook and all the other uh, social networks. I want transparency. I want to be able to back out of the bubble. And and I think that's something that, that is likely to come around uh, at some point. I hope so, anyway. We are running out of time, unfortunately. Um, before we started this show, we, we uh, as usually talk about, do we have enough to talk about? And as usual, we had <laughs> more than enough to talk about. <laughs> That's what happens we, we when you put well. two crazy people on radio. Uh, anyway, it was fun as usual having you here, Jason. And even though you play the devil's advocate, um, you do such a good job on that. <laughs> so It's an honor and a pleasure to be on the radio with you again. I look forward to next we week. Are, we are all going to search engine strategies tomorrow, starting up in London. It's actually started up today. I think I'm leaving in the morning and the next three days are on a conference. So um, if you are in London, if you are at SS show, please uh, look me up and um, let's have a chat. So um, me too. see you all. I'll be there. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you all next week. <laughs> <laughs>